Welcome to today's episode of Project Redemption, real life stories, redeemed, restored, retold. I'm your host, Athena Dean Holtz, and thanks for hanging out with us today. Well, hey everyone, great to be with you today for Project Redemption and real life stories redeemed, restored, and retold. And I am super excited to introduce you all today to authors Larry and Jean Johnson. And we're going to also talk a little bit about their new book, Only God. It is super exciting. But I just have to say, before we start our conversation, their book ranked number one today on Amazon. This is May 11th that we're recording this in adult Christian ministries, which is like, praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. 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 So, first of all, Larry and Jean, welcome to the podcast. Great to have you on with us. Well, great Thank to be you. here. Thank you. Yes. And I am just going to share a fun thing about them. Their their full bio is down in the show notes, so you can find it there. But I just thought it was very cool that both Larry and Jean together actually climbed the Great Wall of China more than one time. That like just blows my mind. Yeah. What a fun experience. I just love that you guys got to do that together. I would like to start with some of your story just on how God got a hold of you. Gene, uh, let's start with you. How God got first got a hold of your life and, and brought some redemption. All righty. Well, thank you, Athena. We so appreciate being able to be with you today. And oh my goodness, my life, it is it is really hard to pinpoint when God first got a hold of me. When I was born, I was born three months early and weighed only four pounds. And my mom told me that the, I was born into a Catholic hospital, that the nuns would hold me every day in their hand and push my nose back into place because it was smashed right on my face. And I really believe that no nun could hold a four pound baby and not pray for that baby. So I feel that my course was set even, even before I was supposed to be born. And then um, later, I, I remember Sunday school had such an impact on me. The teacher would say, climb, we need to sing, climb, climb up Sunshine Mountain. And when we'd sing that, she would say, and remember, God is looking at you. You need to look at him. So it was just a step by step by step. And then at the age of about 15, mm -hmm. um, we had a retreat in a wooded park not far from us. And the pastor was just amazing. He was talking about John F. Kennedy and how he had said, ask not what your country can do for you, but rather ask what you can do for your country. He said, I want to turn that around. Ask mm -hmm. not, ask not what God can do for you, but ask mm -hmm. what you can do for God. I love that. Woo. Yeah. So was that like a defining moment for you? It definitely was because he said, everybody, you go out and sit in the woods 
until you hear from God and what he wants you to do. And I thought, oh, my goodness, I, I couldn't even believe it. But I was obedient, went out and sat down on a rock and just said, OK, God, what do you want me to do? Mm. And in just a few minutes, I heard one word audibly, and that word was China. And I was so shocked. I mean, in those days, China was not on the radar. So I said, oh, okay, God, what else do you want me to do? And two more times, audibly, I would hear China, China. Wow. I love that. And and he confirmed it. I mean, it wasn't just, you know, like, well, I heard it once. Maybe it was, you know, the pizza or whatever. But yeah. 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 Three times like that. I love that. Yeah. Wow. Well, and I love that it was, you know, obvious God wooing you, you know, yes. over and over. Amen. 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 So it's uh, if you read our book, folks, you'll see that sometimes God speaks, but it takes many years for it to come to pass. Mm. In our case, in my case, almost 30 years before I would be allowed to step foot in China. Wow. Well, boy, that is a lesson in just trusting God that, okay, he said it. I don't know when it's going to happen, but obviously I need to be prepared. Mm -hmm. And that's why it takes, sometimes it takes a oh, lot because it's got work to do. Oh, yes. Yes. Mm. yes. Yeah. Okay, Larry, I want to hear I want to hear your story of redemption. Well, it's quite a story too. Uh, <laughs> I enjoyed Sunday school and when we were in went to Sunday school, we had a 49 Ford Woody station wagon that Dad would pick up the neighbors and myself and and take us to Sunday school. but there we had a Sunday school teacher that gave us a picture of Jesus standing at the door knocking. And uh, I just really felt like something happened. I didn't know what, but it was just awesome. And it just really gave me a desire to want to know God more. And so as time went on, I carried that picture with me and I, I actually wore it out. So that was uh, quite a Sunday school experience. And, yeah. and then later on in life, when I was at a co-worker that we were carpenters together and he said, let's go to town. And I thought, well, maybe we were going to go party or something. And uh, you know how young people are. And uh, but Some he, young people. <laughs> he ended up taking me to a house and a lady I'd never met before. She greeted us and at the door and, and uh, presented salvation. I was so moved. I think I cried for over an hour and just was totally all the unforgiveness, all the hurt, all the pain just went away and uh, I got got saved. So, but you know, when you're uh, young and farm in the farming business, you wanted to be, there was one kind of farmer I wanted to be and that was a rich one. So that kind of took focus and, and I was just basically concentrating on being a wealthy farmer. But one day I was out behind the barn working and and the Lord just said, Larry, it was just that sharp. You're straddling the fence. Either you get on one side or you get on the other or I'll rip you right up the middle. I mean, 
That was, I mean, that was really. So I fell to my knees and said, God, I just want to be on your side. I was dealing mm. smoking, drinking, and swearing. And I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit and began to speak. Mm. Wow. My life was totally changed. Mm. I love that. And I love, again, how it was a process. It yeah. was boom, you're done, you know. Yeah, he did it in little incremental steps, mm -hmm. and boy, that uh, I know that feeling when you, when God just miraculously like takes away the bad language, or just I mean, just completely miraculously removes that, and uh, mm -hmm. it's pretty <laughs> awe-inspiring to realize that what he just did. You know, sometimes people go through little steps and, you know, slowly he, you know, he'll take away things. But I just love it when he does that very dramatic moment yeah. where he just glorifies his name there for, you know. Amen. Amen. And from that time on, I knew that one day we'd be in full time ministry. But, you know, like you said, it's a process, it's a period of time. You lot of, let a lot of bad stuff come in. It takes a time to get that bad stuff out. And uh, right. But it was almost that was I was thirty years old when that happened, and uh, it was almost twenty years later. Now, yeah. were you married when when yeah. the? Yeah. Okay, yeah. all right. So you were already married when God gave you the ultimatum. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. I would love to hear a time in your lives. This could be a, you as a couple, or you can give me both an example of just a really hard time that God really used it for good and brought restoration in the midst of it. We've all got stories like that where how could this, how could God bring anything good out of this? And then he just surprises us with the way he does that. Well, I think for us as a couple, don't you think, would be our problem in Albania. Yes, that was what <laughs> was coming to my mind. Yes. Okay. You go well, ahead. we were pastors and directors for Victory Church in Albania. And uh, we were there, had the work really established well and mm -hmm. thought everything was going just fine. But all of a sudden, we were asked to leave. And uh, it just was like it just literally ripped my heart out because we'd had a, a lot going, had built a lot of good relationships. We had three pastors that we were working with, but it was just devastating. Yeah. But you know, when, when it's all said and done, God turns what we think evil into good. But so we came back brokenhearted and was visiting churches, but there was one man that called us up and said, uh, God sees your heart, and he's going to vindicate you. That was I mean, a very he, strong word, and it was vindicate, a, and he said it three times. Yeah, and uh, so it just kind of set us free. But then I, I realized later that if we, didn't, if we didn't move out of Albany, if we didn't have help getting out of there, <laughs> you know, a lot of times people help us on our way, uh, we would have missed what God had for us in China. Because it was just miraculous how God's timing is so perfect. And sometimes you just have to get moved. You have to 
whether you like it or don't like it. So right. always for God's glory, if you're willing to move. Yeah. So it sounds to me like if he hadn't had whoever it was say, you're out of here. We don't, you know, I mean, that's harsh to get, yeah. mm-hmm, you yeah. know, but it, it, God probably knew you wouldn't just leave on your own. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he knew I needed help. Yeah, we, wouldn't have gone at that help. time. Yeah. Absolutely not. No. Yeah. I love that. I love how God does that. And we're just like, you know, how could you do that? How could you let this happen, Lord? And then yeah. it's like, yeah. this, this is why. Oh, I love that story. Um, okay, so we're going to talk about your book, Only God, a testimony of God's goodness from the cornfields of Iowa to the harvest fields of the world. What a great title. So give us your main message of the book. Well, for me, I think it's that we want to encourage people to hear God's voice. That was key for us in farming. That was key for us in nursing. And it was vital on the mission field. Mm -hmm. You don't have your, you don't have your support system. You don't have the medical care. You don't have, um, uh, you don't have the comforts. You don't even have your food. Sometimes you don't even have transportation. Um, The enemy looks different. And so if you couldn't, if you can't hear the voice of God, then you're, you know, it just causes so many problems that you don't have to have if you're really listening and obeying. Mm. And so we are just, we just feel that that is one of the most important things. And for me, the second one, and it started even in Albania, we thought on the mission field, you know, things like getting fired can't happen to a missionary, can it? So (laughs) you just, just God, keep my heart right. Keep Mm heart right we are serving you and things happen and we don't always do everything just as it should be done but keep my heart right Mm. and for me it's just how god is such a setup god Mm. how his timing is so perfect and how he puts you in relationship with other people to build his kingdom because we can't do it alone we have to work together And the more we realize that we need relationships, we need to let God lead the way and just let God be God, Mm. I think is probably the most important thing that a person can do is just let God be God. And your stories illustrate that truth that you need to hear his voice. You need to be listening for his voice to be able to really be effective on the mission field or really let's just say effective anywhere and wherever we are, that's our mission field. Yours happen to be in another country, but hearing his voice, we do not hear his voice. We're toast. I mean, we're going to listen to our own voice and then we're really in trouble. But also just the examples in your stories of how God does that. He sets things up. He brings the right people around you. He, and it's just like, wow, you can't make that stuff up. <laughs> right? no. That's no, you can't. Only no. God. Oh, no. God. Yeah. So how did you decide to actually just write the book of your story? Well, we had many people tell us, you need to write a book. 
-hmm. You need to write a book. I mean, you know, you kind of put it on the shelf and, oh, maybe later, but then it just seemed like the right person at the right time said, you need to do it. And it just really hit our heart and figured that we better get started on it. And then COVID. So with all the lockdowns, yeah. we were locked here in also in our house and uh, all the mandates and there was extra time. And we thought, yeah, well, why don't we use this time and start writing the books? So mm. that's how it began in 2020. Yeah. Wow. So as you were writing it, I mean, what was your prayer as you wrote it and as you went through editing process and the coaching, all the things that we worked with you on to get it to where it could really make the most impact. What were you just sensing and, and feeling from the Lord that he was doing or, or going to do through the book? Well, we hoped that people would just get on fire for God and, yeah. and realize that if a couple from <laughs> Iowa could do it, why maybe I can too. So Amen. It was really our hope, it, it, it's our hope and our prayer that people will just, that read the book, will just get a hold of it. I can do it too, or mm -hmm. I can hear from God. I can move out with God. I can have yeah. faith to do this. Mm. So good, so good. So as we wrap up our time together, I would just love if either one of you have a scripture that you would like to share with those who are watching or listening that maybe at some point in their life, they did feel like they were supposed to do some sort of missionary work, but maybe just didn't feel like they were qualified or all the things that the enemy, you know, uses to lie to us. What, what would you like to say to them as we wrap this up? Well, I would just like to say uh, John three sixteen, mm. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but through him, the world might be saved. Mm -hmm. And that's all our part, no matter where we're at, when we go out, that's our commission is to share what Jesus did for us on the cross. Amen. Amen. Well, if we have some people listening or watching and they're, they want to find you online or social media, where's the best place for them to do that? Well, we have a couple of websites. One is our personal website, which is uh, LarryAndJeanJohnson.xyz. And then we have a missions website, which is willgo, W-I-L-L-G-O at gmail.com. And then we're on Facebook under Jean Johnson. Larry's not too much of a Facebook guy, but you can find us both through mine, uh, Jean Johnson. And then we'll go. Inc. has a Facebook page also. Mm. I love that name for a ministry. We'll go. Mm. Lord, you send me, I'll go. <laughs> Amen. Isaiah, we Larry chose the name from Isaiah 6, 8. Whom shall I send yep. and who we will go. go for me? And we said, uh, we will go. Yep, yep. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much for taking some time out to be with us today. Super excited about all the things going on, your launch party next weekend and everything. Just, just expecting some 
amazing stories of what God does with mm -hmm. your story in this book. So thank you so much and God bless your ministry. Well, thank, thank you, you, Athena, and God bless Redemption Press also. Hallelujah. Yes. Mm. Amen. Thank you so much. Well, thanks for joining us today on the Project Redemption podcast, where we hear real life stories redeemed, restored, retold, brought to you by Redemption Press and Romans 828 Books and Gifts. We'd love to have you review and follow this podcast, share it with friends and family, and help us get the word out on your preferred digital platform. So again, thanks for joining me today, and I'll look forward to being with you again next week for another episode of Project Redemption, Real Life Stories, Redeemed, Restored, Retold.